Don't be ashamed to learn things that you need to know. Here's Sexplanations with Dr. Doe. Sexplanations podcast episode 41 with the videographer, director, and editor of Sexplanations YouTube channel, Maya. Hi. Hi. Hello. Thanks for coming onto the podcast. Thanks for having me. Do you feel like you're in a, a different room of the same house? Oh, that's an interesting way of putting it. Uh, yeah, a little bit. I'm not used to having like a mic like right up in my face, <laughs> so this is a new sensation. But it it works. It works. Um, I'm sure like over time, like I will not be paying attention to it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, it's good. It's good. I'm excited to have this space to sort of try podcasting for the first time. I'm so excited for you because I can imagine you being on all sorts of podcasts. There are lots of podcasts that are produced out of the studio. Oh, sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, but they're all like really well-spoken, competent people who know a lot about their own subjects. And I'm just, I'm happy to listen to all of them. But yeah. But here, okay, here at least, you don't have to know about your own subject. Mm -hmm. I just like having people on the podcast who are fun to talk to. And you and I talk pretty regularly because we shoot the YouTube channel together. And you keep me calm and entertained and coach me through how to do life. And it's lovely. Great. So yeah, <laughs> I try. Yeah. Let's do it for everyone else to hear. Sounds good. Good. All right. So before we launch into some questions that I have for you, I want to give a special shout out to the people on Patreon, Explanations podcast Patreon page, who go above and beyond to support the show. Ben, Joanna, Donna Flint, the Millers, and Paul Nixon. Thank you all. Oh my gosh, so awesome. So usually we do a test question. I give you a multiple choice question. Testies, something, something, testies. We play the jingle. But all of these questions are going to be part of that. So are you ready? Uh, you know what the questions are. Uh, it's been a while since I've this <laughs> podcast. Sorry. No, no, no. No, I mean, um, the questions are based on an episode that we did on the Sexplanations YouTube channel. And those questions were originally asked of me and Nick, the first videographer of the oh, show. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. Good. Those questions. Yes. yes. You know those questions. Yes. You know the answers to those questions. Maybe I made some notes. <laughs> Maybe I'll refer to them now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> ah, it's amazing. I have such a different personality type than all the videographers that I've worked with. All of you are very organized. I think you're all J's, right? Oh, Do man. you know your Myers-Briggs? There's, uh, yes. So uh, it has been like 14, 16 years or so since I took the uh, Myers-Briggs. So uh, whatever result I was then, I am probably not now. Um, but yeah, that's a very long way of saying I'm not sure what mine are. <laughs> so I always just tell people I'm a Slitherclaw and then make your own assumptions about like what that matches in terms of oh. like Myers uh, Briggs personalities. So. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Slitherclaw. Yeah. So uh, Ravenclaw is like my primary house. Uh, You're Pottermore? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you uh, identify with Slytherin? Well, uh, it's weird, right? You don't maybe expect that when 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 you talk to me, but uh, yeah, no, I took some some like hybrid house tests, and like there are other tests where they they figure out the uh, levels to which like you know you're forty six percent Ravenclaw and X percent Slytherin and Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, I had like notes that I was going to say about like all this stuff, and it's just coming out now. Good. Uh, yes, uh, and so when I took one of these tests. 
I was like primarily Ravenclaw, followed closely by Slytherin, and then Gryffindor, and then like the way Bonham, like Hufflepuff. <laughs> so <laughs> that's sort of how I break down, I guess, if you want to talk in Harry Potter terms. Yeah, so, which yeah. I'm happy to. Um, um, I don't know. Do you? Does your audience know like what those names mean or like yeah. what are the traits associated with each of those I, houses? I think so. I mean, Harry Potter has been around for a long time and I think that we attract people who are curious, nerd types, intellectuals, sapiosexuals, mm-hmm. and um, Callie, who is kind of the production of the podcast that I talk so much with you about, how the, you two are similar, right? You play mm-hmm. similar roles in my life, but you also have a fondness for Harry Potter. And on the podcast that I did with her, she talked about that representation. Amazing, I think, that Mm -hmm. that Harry Potter is such a huge identity. I think it um, is more valued than Myers-Briggs. Yeah. um, Certainly for, like, the generation that grew up with it, it's like, yeah, Yeah. for sure. I mean, like, I... Harry Potter came into my life when I was like 11. And mm-hmm. so we like literally grew up together. Um, so, oh yeah. my gosh. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I'm not surprised that there are people who are using that as personality uh, identifiers. Yeah. Um, like millennials now. So, I mean, like people now are like naming their kids Hermione and, and such. So, Whoa. and their cats Luna. And yeah, yeah. So, that's totally commonplace and I am all here for it. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know enough about Ravenclaws or Slytherin to know how that plays a role in what is so similar about you and Matt and Nick. Okay. But I will say that in my Myers-Briggs world, mm-hmm. there's a J component there, which is like routine, get stuff done, clock mm-hmm. it in, like have a schedule, yep. which to the P part of me is like, ah! Like, if I ever have to do the same thing twice, it makes my skin itch. So when you say, like, hey, Lindsay, this week, like, I need some more time to edit or can we shoot on this day or whatever, I'm like, yes, that's awesome. I love the change. And if I do that to – I don't know how it's been for you, but when Mm -hmm. I did that for Matt or Nick, I think both of them were just like, what? No, you can't change anything. <laughs> It'll disrupt my bowel movements. <laughs> like, it was so, yeah, upsetting to uh, them. Yeah, I mean, I think there was certainly a time in my life when, when if any small things were to change, like alarm bells would go off in mm-hmm. my head and I'd freak wow. out. And um, I'm trying to be conscious of that now and trying to sort of like adapt and go with the flow. And I can't say that whether I've been successful in that or not, but there's certainly like an effort there to just try to be more flexible, I guess. So Well, I appreciate that so much. Yeah. And I hope you know <laughs> I try to be so regimented, even though it goes against everything that feels good to me. I still mm-hmm. I want to respect that this is a, it's a big house, right? Complexly is a company where a lot of things are going on and I am one cog and I need to participate in that way. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. certainly uncomfortable to be like, I have to be there every Thursday oh my gosh so like the metaphor I like to use with that well first of all have you ever seen like oddly satisfying like compilation videos of like what do you mean um so I think I'm pretty sure they're on YouTube and they're called oddly satisfying yeah something like that that's sort of the district descriptor where um you know, marbles will fall like exactly into place or like you'll cut through like a slice of cake. Yes, and I have seen. Perfect. Yes. Like, 
when things go exactly as planned, it's like that. And it's almost like, yes, good. I want everything to fall into place. <laughs> you just moved in like this <laughs> orgasmic thing against the couch. I mean, where you're just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's essentially like that, yeah. <laughs> so when, when things sort of disrupt that flow, it's like, you know, you're not hitting like the points that you want to, right? Like, I don't know. I'm trying to use like sex metaphors here. Because yeah, this no. Is a sex podcast, so. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the opposite. The those I've seen some of those videos and I get what's attractive about them, but there mm. is also an uneasiness in me. Like, ew, just why can't we have crumbs everywhere and frosting and like make a mess? Mm-hmm. That's that's where the creativity comes for me of like sure. the scatter and the maybe the organized chaos. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah. it's been really helpful that I I I would guess that you're a J, have had so many J's to work with because that's why the channel comes out every week. Otherwise, <laughs> it wouldn't. It would just be this bouncy little Lindsay wanting to make a show and it never happening. It's like, hey, video go up this week? You know. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. <laughs> so, going back to questions <laughs> so we can stay on track and um, make you feel comfortable in our organization. Sure. Best part of sexplanations? Definitely knowing that I'm producing or helping you produce like comprehensive and fun sex ed for Mm. all you lovely people. Yeah. That's so sweet. Yeah, definitely. For me, it's very important to know that what I'm doing and what I'm making has value. And so, yeah, sorry, I get like really emotional whenever I talk about this job. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, so and and the best way to see that is in the way people respond every week with videos and such and seeing that people are taking away something and 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 learning things and um yeah the fact that that we're helping people is like really important to me so yeah oh my yeah. You're going to make me emotional, too. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I haven't really ever heard you talk about what this job means to you. Sure. I think loosely when we were in the hiring process, mm-hmm. I think Matt, who preceded you, talked about how you had almost designed your education for this job. Yeah. That's, that's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. So really quickly, a little bit about me. Yes, um, please. I finished undergrad like several years ago and got a bachelor's in psychology and for, you know, like several years up to that point, like I had wanted to become a psychologist. And so I thought that that was a career path I was going to go down. And and so I had set myself up in this job that was like supposed to lead me on the path of, of becoming a psychologist or more grad school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a few years into that. While it was important to me to know that I was doing valuable work, like it wasn't stuff that I found that I was passionate about. It wasn't getting me up in the morning. And so, mm. you know, I decided to make the career change into YouTube and and uh, not necessarily vlogging as like a career, but more working behind the scenes because that was what interested me. And like I'd always had an interest in producing video even ever since I was like a kid. It's just that I had never considered a creative career as like something Mm -hmm. I could attain Mm. Um, but then uh, when John and Hank started Complexly and and all their shows I'm like oh this is it this is like the kind of thing I want to be doing I want to make content for people that where they can learn and engage and and you know we can become better people because of it right so wow I was like how do I make contact like that like how do I how do I get that job? Sorry, I just like uh, so 
you know, when they were putting out job postings and such, I would look at um, the requirements and I'd say, okay, I don't know that. I don't know that. Um, I need experience in that. So I ended up making the decision to go back to school to, to get all those skills, which was uh, a very good process, for lack (laughs) of a better word. Like I really learned a lot. Um, and then while developing those hard skills, I was also developing like the soft skills of learning how to network with people and, and work on like bigger creative projects and such. So that by the time I applied for this job, like I not only had, you know, the, the technical skills to do this stuff, but I knew how to work in this space because I'd been sort of leading up to it for so long. So, wow. Yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. I keep applying it to like identifying someone that you want to date and then learning everything there is to know about them so that you can become the perfect spouse. That version of it is kind of creepy, though, but yours is actually, it's so beautiful. Thanks. And I feel really (laughs) lucky. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, how could I not? The fact that I get to work with somebody who took so much care to want to do the exact thing that we do (laughs) yeah uh i will i will say it wasn't easy and it took a very long time um i think i have a few people that uh, since getting this job maybe think that like it happened quickly or i just got lucky and luck did have a role to play in it but it really was just years of like hard work and and learning a lot of lessons and maintaining good relationships, like all the stuff that you would think goes into, you know, getting something that you finally want. There's there's a lot of work behind the scenes to go into it, which a lot of people don't know. Uh, so I'm working on trying to sort of share that information with the world. So yeah. On your YouTube channel. Uh, yes, nice segue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, recently uh, did a soft lunch of like my YouTube channel where uh, up until recently it had been very much just like my personal personal channel where I just watch my subscriptions and I didn't really upload anything to it. But now that I have this space and this opportunity to make things for people, I thought like maybe maybe I should just make a series where I talk about how I got my dream job and, you know, share the mistakes I made because there are a lot of them and, and the lessons I learned from that. So hopefully it'll be valuable to someone out there. It's so, valuable to me. I watched yeah. the first episode and it's so good. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're very well spoken and great at editing and just communicating in general, where whether that's visual with text or your your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Not verbally, whatever. Right. It's so good. That's so interesting because like I got into YouTube Originally, because I didn't feel like I was a good communicator. And so I wanted to develop my skills, not just as like an oral communicator, but a visual communicator. And so, yeah, YouTube's been very helpful for me in that way. Maya, you're such an inspiration. That's so cool. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I mean, this is just like Lindsay throwing a bunch of compliments at me and me trying to like. <laughs> good. Yes, I don't know what to do with these. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well i am very grateful uh you want another question would that help yes (laughs) favorite episode Ooh, uh i have some notes on that and i found sort of a common theme among the ones that like first come to mind Mm -hmm. um so ones i have written down are uh, does penis size matter um orgasmic sex positions and are hickey is harmful and those come to mind first because uh they involved a lot of like b-roll and like interesting graphics Mm -hmm. and for me uh when i'm making videos 
the opportunity to do something a little bit different, such as B-roll or like put zombie makeup on you or something, <laughs> uh, that's always fun to do. Like that's where I get to sort of play. Mm-hmm. And um, like as much as I am a person who enjoys routine and, and feels good when I can do something um, the same every week, like those are moments when it's going to be different. And I actually like really welcome those moments and and getting to flesh out my creativity in new and exciting ways. So yeah, I like when we can do different things content wise. Me too. Me too. I really like those episodes. I, I have been so excited about the things that we've been creating and the diversity of them. I mean, I've always tried to do that throughout the channel where it's like, okay, this we'll do sexual orientation, then we'll do anatomy, then we'll go to gender, then we'll do um, something around disorders. And it's constantly trying to bounce around, but it just feels really alive in how the energy of it is. Like, okay, we're going to do something that's really emotional or really playful or really serious. And mm-hmm. that's also part of the diversity that I appreciate. Okay, crush or squish? I'm guessing that refers to crushes and squishes in general, or if you have one on Hank. <laughs> on Hank? Is that the common? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have uh, a lot of respect and admiration for what he does. Um, That's like a squish. Yeah. So squish is a non-romantic, non-sexual yes. crush. Yes. I did Urban Dictionary that before oh, I came on, so. <laughs> uh, Yeah. No, definitely. Um, that's, yeah, no, he's. I don't want to get too mushy about it, but yeah, no, he's a good guy who's done a lot of good things for for YouTube and and educational video, and I'm happy to be here because of him. So, uh, yeah, squish on Hank, good, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, these questions are coming just from uh, an unscripted conversation that Mm -hmm. Nick and I had on this Explanations YouTube channel on the show where Lindsay and Nick answer your sex questions, and I was asking him. Mm-hmm. If he had a crush or a squish on Hank. Yeah. 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 How about you? Do I have a crush or a squish on Hank? Yeah. Um, I think before working with him in a professional capacity, there was definitely a crush. Mm-hmm. I, I was a fangirl, right? Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. a nerd fighter way before I was doing this explanation show. Totally. Um, now, I don't have a crush on him. I have a squish, though. I I don't know how to not have a squish on him Mm -hmm. or his brother or his dad or his mom or his wife. That whole family. (laughs) Biggest squish. (laughs) Um, I will say that I had uh, the, and still do, I guess, like the biggest squish on like John, Mm -hmm. like certainly before Hank. Uh, Really? Okay. So really quickly, (laughs) how how I got into like Nerdfighteria was that uh, uh, I didn't really know anything about YouTube culture. Like Mm -hmm. I wasn't watching YouTube. Like I thought YouTube was a uh, repository for cat videos and and viral videos. And I didn't understand that there was like a culture or a community behind it. And then uh, I was watching Charlie is so cool. Like he was the first YouTuber that I watched, the first vlogger that I watched. And he had done, uh, usually he would do like talk to the camera vlogs, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cute, funny, educational vlogs. And then one time he did a video where he didn't really show his face and he just went around his hometown uh, showing like different places and talking about his relationships with them Mm -hmm. um and i'm like oh this is a very insightful vlog and it was called thoughts from places like (laughs) home or something like that uh and then in in the doobly-doo he had linked to the vlog brothers saying like oh this was inspired by the vlog brothers i'm like oh that's cool i don't know what that is (laughs) but then as luck would have it uh 
you know how when you're watching a YouTube video on a desktop, like you'll see the recommendations on the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the first one there was like a thoughts from places from Vlogbrothers. So like the thumbnail wasn't like super appealing. It was like the ocean. I'm like, I don't know. I'll click on it. <laughs> and I'm really glad that I did. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, and, and so I clicked on it. And again, it wasn't like much of like any person's face. Like the first face that I saw in there was John's. But mm-hmm. then John was just had this really sort of poetic way of talking about things. And like by the end, I was just like, this yeah. guy, like <laughs> he speaks to me, you know, like I need to know more about this guy. So, you know, click on his YouTube channel because I thought it was just his at first. And I go to like the most recent video or one of the most recent videos mm-hmm. on there. And it wasn't him. It was Hank. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought, OK, well, maybe this guy will be just as like, you know, thoughtful and, and insightful as is this John fellow. Uh, <laughs> can you guess what video I clicked on? <laughs> Thoughts from places. No. Uh, it was Humpy Hank. <laughs> <laughs> so my introduction to Hank was Hank going around Missoula humping various Missoulian things. And I was just like, well, that's it. I'm sold. Like we've got, you know, a combination of like uh, really sort of well thought out. Pensive we, writer. Pensive writer. Yes. In John. And then we have this like weird guy. <laughs> <laughs> Who is, like, really funny and, like, I don't know, he sort of seemed like a funny kid brother to me. So I'm like, okay, that's an interesting combination. And then as I continued watching more and more videos, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, these guys are really passionate about, like, humanities and sciences mm-hmm. and and engaging a community. And that was just, like, the most fascinating things to see them talk directly to their audience because up until that point, I was watching YouTube as, like, a passive viewer. Like, I didn't think about engaging with the creator Mm -hmm. um like i never even looked at the comment section because i'm like youtube comments they're all just like dumb trolls right and then i remember specifically one video it's always a john video (laughs) now remembering uh john john always has a way of like introducing me to like new Mm -hmm. youtube things but it happened to be a john video and i can't remember the the video or what the context was but he basically said like my favorite part of making this these youtube videos aren't even what goes on in here. And he was gesturing to the frame of the video. Mm-hmm. He's like, what my favorite parts of, of YouTube is whatever goes on down there. And he points down to the comments. And I'm like, oh, right. Comments are a thing. And so They're I happened, so good. Yeah, yeah, right? So I scrolled down. And again, very grateful that I did that because I, it was down there that that's where the community was happening. That was where the conversations were happening. And people were really kind and funny. And I'm just like, Wow, like people like that like exist in the world. It it just, you know, made me very hopeful for like, you know, the way people communicate online and such. You so. found your internet home. I did, yeah. That's so, so special. Yeah. And then you you're part of Road to Nerd Viteria, right? Yeah, yeah. So the Road to Nerd Viteria uh, is this project that I founded with my friends um sort of as a response to the 10 years of of Nerd Viteria being mm-hmm. a community. And uh, there's a story with that, too. So it was like the last day of VidCon a couple of years ago. And my friends and I, we were sitting around the dinner table and and we were basically going around and sharing stories. Like I had asked, I think, because I, I ask this at every VidCon when I meet up with new Nerdfighter friends. I say yeah. like, oh, you know, how did you find Nerdfighteria? How did you find the Vlogbrothers? How did you sort of get into this world? Mm, what then, was your introduction video? <laughs> Uh, and 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 so yeah, we were going around the table and sharing stories. And then my friend Liz, she said once we were done sharing our story, she said, "You know, 
I've had this idea for a really long time to make this uh, interaction, this what we're doing right now, like into a YouTube channel. And, cool. you know, we were all just like, that's the best thing ever. Let's like, do it. People sharing stories. Like that's um, – I think that's why I got into – YouTube and such in the first place was because like people were sharing like their own stories in really sort of interesting and engaging ways. And so I'm like, can we make that a project? So uh, we made it a project and, and you know, people seem to really respond to it really positively. So yeah. yeah, I made you a video. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Can we just talk about how like that was so, we were so grateful for that. Like <laughs> it was that day that our trailer had come out and I, I had been working on like animating the trailer for like a week, two weeks before, and it didn't need to be made. We could have just launched the project and not had anything like that. But I'm like, no, we need to have a trailer. We need to, it has to be impressive. Like, this is where my Slytherin's coming in. Like, it's got to be impressive. <laughs> it's got to, like, you know, be shared around social media. And, and it's got to inform people, like, oh, this is there's this cool new project that's coming on. Here are the rules, et cetera, et cetera. And so we launched that project. And then I think, like, that day... Or that weekend you sent us, like, your video. And we're just like, whoa, Lindsay Doe sent us, you know, our very first video. We're and the background f- is in focus and <laughs> her face is all blurry, but whatever. Right, right. I mean, that was the great thing about the project is that it didn't matter, like, what your equipment was at all. Mm-hmm. It's just, did you have a story to share? Like, there are a lot of people who, you know, over the, the, the months that the project started growing, like, they would say, I don't know that if I have a good story to tell, like, it's not very interesting. And I would always say, like, I really doubt that. Like, mm-hmm. there's always something there that people will find and connect to. So yeah. just tell it and and let people decide for themselves. So, yeah. Camaraderie in uninteresting stories. I really don't think that there is an uninteresting story, though. <laughs> I really think that, like, there's... Yeah. I don't know. I agree. Yeah. Sorry, that was a whirlwind. <laughs> I liked it. I love talking about Nerd Vitaria and Hank and John's world, our our world. Mm-hmm. It's very precious to me. Mm-hmm. But we'll go back to questions. Yeah. Biggest challenge? Ooh. Uh, I think the first thing that came to mind when I saw this question was time management. Uh, just because, uh, so, so I work on another YouTube show as well mm-hmm. uh, that we launched uh, at the beginning of March called Nature League, which, uh, shameless plug, you should all check out. <laughs> It's um, awesome. Yeah, it's a it's a channel uh, by Complexly uh, about like basically exploring life on Earth mm-hmm. and hosted by the wonderful w- Britt Gardner of um, SciShow Psych, mm-hmm. which is also a channel you should check out if you haven't already. Like that's part of my daily routine is to have like SciShow Psych playing on the background as I get ready for my day. So um, yeah. Uh, along with a bunch of other like complexly shows, like every now and then I'll have like TFD, the financial diet uh, going on in the background. Like Matt would be, Matthew Gettys would be very upset if I didn't at least plug that. While I was here. <laughs> anyway, so since we launched that channel, um, I've had to juggle these uh, two shows, and my instinct is to want to give a hundred and ten percent to to both mm-hmm. things, and you can't give 110% to one thing, much less two. And so uh, for me, it's been a process learning how to sort of scale back in terms of like, okay, well, I only have X amount of hours to cut this video together and make graphics, even though that would be a really cool graphic to put for this particular (laughs) part. I have to keep in mind that I also have to cut this other video together this week. And so I have to like make those sacrifices basically. So learning that, uh, I can't, quite say I've mastered it yet, but it's, I'm 
definitely learning how to. Yeah. I think, too, that this company, being that it's founded on the energy of Hank, it constantly pushes challenges, right? So mm-hmm. what I've found with working alongside Nick and alongside and alongside Hank and alongside Matt is that they'll kind of find a groove and then they'll get another project. <laughs> like, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Like we had just gotten to the point where it was like, <clears throat> oh yeah, I can I can make <clears throat> sex explanations video every week to like my own personal standard. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is great. And then this new channel started and I'm like, oh no, I have to start back at square one again and figure yeah. out like how to do this now and, 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 and juggle both. I'm sorry. I keep using juggling because I'm, I'm a, a, You're juggler. a juggler. So I just trying to find a way to settle <laughs> work into the conversation. And hopefully you're going to teach me this year. Cause oh my gosh, everyone in my family knows how to do it except me. I find that odd, but well, yeah. Was it just that you weren't interested or nobody sat you down and said, here, Lindsay, here are three balls? I, yeah, I think both. Or you just had different kinds of balls. To <laughs> struggling other balls. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. <laughs> Goals for sexplanations? Um, there's a way to incorporate traveling somehow. It'd be cool to do some more episodes, like, out of the studio. Yeah. We're trying to go to Vegas. Yeah. Talk to people at the brothels there. Mm-hmm. Um, red light districts would be amazing. Even going to some place where there's more diversity than what we have in Missoula and doing interviews with people would be really fun. Yeah, definitely. It's weird. Like I, I'm now aware of like how often I've sort of pushed the idea that like, oh, I really like routine, but like the stuff that I'm suggesting doesn't really have a routine. I like so I don't know what that says about me. Make maybe I'm just like now sort of transitioning over into more of a P than a J? I don't know. Ooh, do the do the evaluation and then let me know because okay. I'm so curious. Okay. Proudest moments? For me, it's when we tackle like really sort of nuanced topics in a really thoughtful way. And when I feel like we do it right and, and it gets people talking and saying like, you know, maybe that's not my thing, but it's like I really like how you covered all these aspects and all these different viewpoints. Um, the choking video? Yes, that, w- that was going to be one that I was going to reference. Um, yeah, I've been really happy with the the response to that. Yeah, you nailed it. I mean, it's we, all you. We nailed yeah. it. <laughs> it, it we, yeah. It, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was one where, like, I knew that this, this was going to be an important video because it could potentially, like, save lives. And so I really wanted to do right by that in terms of like graphics and stuff and like it just had to be perfect so you know that week I probably spent more hours at the office than I needed to but like I really wanted that one if if nothing else I wanted that one to be good so thank um, you yeah. <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> thank you so Aww, I, lo- <laughs> I love that it's so wonderful <laughs> all right greatest troubleshooting moments oh um oh this is like interesting at all but like for me when I think of greatest troubleshooting moments I tend to think graphics wise oh, yeah. so like if um, you know we have an idea for a graphic and then it doesn't work out like trying to find a way around that and I was trying to think of like specific examples um, of course the one that first came to mind again was the uh, the choking episode mm-hmm. right Yeah. Um, I think because originally we, we had talked about doing a more um, using physical props for that mm-hmm. and, and doing it more that way. And I was trying to put the cut together and I was just finding that those props weren't like popping on screen as much as like they so needed to. For clarity's sake, there were slips of paper where I had actually taken different colored construction paper and written mm-hmm. in Sharpie the words that you see that you actually animated. Yeah. So 
Continue. Yes. And I think if maybe I had like a week, like we could have made that into some really cool like stop motion-y type thing. Like Mm. I'm thinking about all the ways like, oh, we could have done that differently. And like that would have been really cool as well. But again, time. (laughs) So um, my thought was that if we had them as like digital graphics versus like, you know, something physical, like we would have more opportunity to manipulate and and do what we needed to, change colors if we needed to, Mm -hmm. like really easy things like that. And so... Yeah, I, we ended up going that direction, and that seemed to work. But yeah, then that meant like <laughs> spending a little bit more time than I had anticipated, like designing those graphics, yeah. and they weren't like particularly hard or anything. Just that, again, I wanted everything to be perfect. So <laughs> <laughs> it looks so beautiful. Thanks, yeah. and thank you for for going in that direction too. Or like you know, yeah, it was definitely a big deal that that whole episode had been in the works for four years. And I was trying so hard to just get it through as a topic and then ended up just writing it anyway, hoping that once it was on paper, people would be more into it. And there's so much peer review, um, different people looking at it and giving feedback. And then, yeah, you did an awesome job with communicating that visually. So thank you. Thanks. Um, My question for you on that episode, how did you feel about having – more eyes than you're used to on it and sort of sculpting it into what it was. I love that. Um, I try to to have most episodes peer-reviewed at some point in the process. So if it's like, hey, tell me what resources you want me to use or what language, conversations that aren't happening in a Google Doc. Mm-hmm. Um, or uh, I'm trying to think of what it was. I want to say it was signs of sexual abuse or re-victimization or something where I had the whole uplift, engaged by uplift team yeah. there. There was like 10 people giving feedback. And I really love that. And it does make it super challenging to take all of those voices and keep it Dr. Doe tone. Mm-hmm. But it's such a cool learning process for me. So, yeah, I, I like it. Um, hard. Definitely hard. Right. Do you I, ever worry about like the too many cooks in the kitchen sort of situation happening? Um, it depends on who the cooks are. Yeah. If the cooks are nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And I don't mind. Sure. Um, I think there's some negotiation to it too of like if a person says this is how I think it should go and I know as the expert where it actually needs to go that like yes I hear what you're saying but as the expert there is a greater thing that I'm working on here that might not be revealed until a few episodes later or is just about language and a, a language that is part of sexology even if it's not colloquial English then I don't necessarily take that feedback and change anything mm-hmm. so it's that's where the balance comes in of like yes I want there to be lots of different people in the kitchen so to speak but ultimately I need those people to trust me even if they're maybe more of an expert on that particular topic than you um no. So, for example, on that episode, a person who identifies as AMP from What's the Safe Word, that he does BDSM education on YouTube. If he had said, you can't use ace bandages for binding the chest because they're elastic and they change shape over time, Mm -hmm. then I'd be like, brilliant, cool, change made. Mm -hmm. But if someone said we need to say ace bandages as part of a sponsorship or whatever i would ultimately make the decision that like that sponsorship is not worth the risk 
of putting people in danger because of mm-hmm. bad binding. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Okay. <laughs> I mean, now I'm just sitting here like I would just want to have a whole episode about your writing process. I don't know if you have one yet. or There is a version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about it on the podcast a few weeks back with my friend Jamie when Subbable first launched, mm-hmm. which was the original funding platform that has merged with Patreon. I did a whole episode. It's really beautiful. Nick did so much B-roll, really cute stuff with his dog. And Anyway, um, <laughs> it does talk about the writing process of mm-hmm. how people's perspectives are brought in and how many times it's rewritten and how many resources that I make sure to use. So it's not just, oh, this article from BuzzFeed so that I'm tapping into what currently is going out to the masses, but also this textbook, this research article, conversations with people who are doing sex education, then the people who are receiving the sex education that's good, and the conversations with people who are receiving sex education that's bad. Mm-hmm. Just like a, so much input is happening in that yeah. process. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> Great. Good. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't imagine doing two channels, like the way that you do Sexplanations and Nature League. Mm-hmm. Sexplanations is so full-time for me. Yeah. I I don't know how other people in this company do it <laughs> because, like, nobody has just, like, one video a week they have to produce. People are producing two, in some cases three, and I'm just like, how? How do you? How? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Matt was doing mm-hmm. Financial Diet, Animal Wonders, and Sexplanations mm-hmm. just and beautifully mm-hmm. blew my mind. Mm-hmm. And I feel I hope that that's something that, like, over time I'll just, like, get faster and better at that stuff so that, yeah, I don't feel like I'm, I'm clumsily trying to juggle things, but mm-hmm. I'm more expertly trying to <laughs> juggle things. Uh, yeah, so I'm very much looking forward to that day when, when the, I've found the, the right balance. <laughs> when you hit your stride and they give you a third channel. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, good. Uh, okay, um, let's see. Which episodes are you most looking forward to? I know that in the pipeline we've got um, trans history coming up, mm-hmm. which I think would be a really important. And I don't know, I think it's going to be like a really good episode, but it's also going to be, I think, different from at least what I've done so far. Yeah. I know that this is going to be uh, more of a history lesson and pretty graphics heavy, I would say. Um, and so I'm interested to see how that'll turn out. Yeah. Because I have, I think it has the potential to be really powerful. Oh, that's a nice word for it. Yeah, yeah. In my head, I think it's going to be really long. Uh, yes. <laughs> so long. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of the things that are covered in that script are things I had no idea about. And um, so I, I like the idea of bringing that information to other people who probably have no knowledge of, of trans history as well. Mm-hmm. So It's fascinating to me. And mm-hmm. s- there was so much more. And we, I think my greatest disappointment about it is that it's not cross-cultural. Yep. We've talked about that. But mm-hmm. to, even to just get the Euro-American version, I think, was a big deal because a person could do an entire YouTube channel. Like, we have explanations. They could do one of trans history. There is enough there that every episode could cover a person or an event. And so for us to even put it in, it'll, I don't know, maybe under 10 minutes, it'll be good. We'll see. I'll let you know how I'm feeling that week. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's so, so interesting. And one of the things that I loved, which didn't make it into the final cut of it, is that there is a story of one of the earliest trans men who started working in a mechanic shop. And the boss of the shop had all of the the other mechanics use he, him, his pronouns when referring to this trans man. And I love that story because, one, it's cool in and of itself, Mm -hmm. but also a good trans friend of mine, Acton, who's been on this Explanations YouTube show, has the same story. Cool. It's so cool. Oh, that's nice. He works... Like a, he's a small engine mechanic, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the boss was super cool yeah. and just made him feel accepted as he is. Mm-hmm. I just love it. History repeating itself in not all bad ways. Right. We need, we need a little bit of hope here. Right. Um, yeah. I, what I liked about that script uh, is that there were all these like little, just these like little moments, which like, yeah, little victory punch, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so if we're able to sort of highlight those, like, and do that right, like, I'll be really happy. <laughs> so, yeah. Good. Well, all of us are now are going to be anticipating it. <laughs> Let's see. What other questions do I have for you? What do you want to assign for homework? Right. So when I was watching uh, the video that this these questions are based off of, mm-hmm. I think Nick ended up recommending, like, some media to consume for you or mm-hmm. for whoever was watching. Um, Buffy. Well, Buffy is good. Always recommend Buffy. Uh, for me, I uh, started thinking about the media that I've been consuming lately, and uh, I have two recommendations. Uh, oh, okay. So in terms of TV, I would recommend watching The Good Place. Uh, it's like the newest show that I've gotten into, and like I love it so much. The Good Place. The Good Place. So, is it on Netflix? Yes. The okay. first season is on Netflix. Second season is available for people who have fancier platforms than that, uh, or have ways of, of finding shows. Uh, yes. So The Good Place is uh, a comedy by the creators of um, like Parks and Rec, The Office, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So if that is your style of humor, then like you will really love The Good Place. Okay. Have you heard of it at all? No. Can I explain a little bit about it? Yes. Okay. So Kristen Bell is the protagonist okay. uh, in the show. And so she dies at the beginning. Actually, she's dead at the beginning. <laughs> and she finds herself in uh, this office with Ted Danson. And uh, she's like, oh, where am I? And he's like, oh, well, uh, you're dead. And she's like, great. <laughs> and then she asks, like, oh, am I in heaven? Am I in hell? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, we don't really use those terms, but... Um, you're in the good place. And so she's like, oh, cool. But then we find out later that she was not a good person on Earth. And so she should have gone to, like, the bad place. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, the show is her trying to sort of, like, she recognizes that, oh, I should have gone to the bad place. I should not be in in Mm -hmm. here with all these, like, really well-accomplished, you know, people who who did good things and gave to charities and all this Mm -hmm. stuff. So the show is her um, recognizing that she has this like wonderful opportunity now. She tries to make herself a better person, essentially. So, and 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 earn her spot in the good place. Um, and nobody knows that she's not supposed to be there. Um, and so the, that's essentially the show. But then like they take it to new heights in season two. And I don't know, like the way season one goes, you think like, oh, this is the show is just going to end here. I'm trying not hard <laughs> not to <laughs> don't spoil. Spoil it. 
But season two, like, because of the way season one ends, season two, like, just takes it to another level. And you're like, I don't know how this could be better, but it's better. And I'm really excited excited for season three. So uh, it's just so good. It's good. <laughs> I love it so much. So what was the second show? Uh, so this one is a movie. Um, go see Black Panther if you haven't already. Go do it. It's good. It's very good. I haven't seen it. I'm nervous, too. Oh, my gosh. You would love it so much. Really? Yeah. Isn't it super violent? Black Panther? Mm-hmm. The Marvel movie? Yeah. That's meant to be consumed by, like, kids and adults alike? Okay. I'm going <laughs> to see it. <laughs> no, it's really good. Like, it just it just made me so hopeful for movies in general. Like, it's a, it's a really important movie, right? Okay. Like, the representation and, like, these complex characters and um, visually it's just stunning. Um, okay. I'm going to do it. It's so good. I'm going to. Okay, good. <laughs> Thank you. That yes. was the push I need. Well, normally I talk to Nick about it because he understands what I can and can't handle. I can't oh. handle rape even if it's uh, implied. Yeah. I can't not even it like yeah. not not to sure. minimize it. But mm. um, and I can't handle people being kicked in the stomach or any head um, violence. Like if somebody gets, you know, in the in the Heath Ledger with the pencil scene. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. See. Everybody in the room just had a reaction. Yeah. That's tough. I don't yeah. want to put that in my brain. I had a friend who had a similar sort of had similar questions. Like, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about seeing it. Can you tell me just if there's going to be any like blood shed or anything like that in this movie? And mm-hmm. I said, there's only really two scenes that you need to watch out for where like spears are involved, mm-hmm. and you'll know it's coming because they're both waterfall scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but honestly, like they all happen so quickly, and it's not like it's not gory. Like. You don't have Kill Bill level. It's like of, the rest like, of Marvel. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I don't mind that. Yeah, it's fine. And okay. and there are a lot of um, good looking people in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man, can I can I just I don't know if this will make it to the episode. Yeah, yeah. But can I just tell you? Uh, so uh, there's this. Uh, it's a tweet or a Tumblr post that went viral or something because this girl goes to see. Uh, Black Panther. Mm-hmm. She's wearing her retainer, uh, and like she finds like the scene where like Michael B. Jordan is shirtless, like so hot that like she like clenches down so hard on her retainer and actually breaks it and has to like you know go get it replaced what? or whatever. Yeah, um, because the thirst is real. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a lot of good eye candy in that movie. So uh, if nothing else, go see it for that. Okay, I'm go- you've sold it really well. <laughs> Good. That's what I'm here to do. I'm just really in a Marvel mode right now because Infinity War is coming out. And mm-hmm. so with some people here at work, um, we've been watching a movie every week leading up to Infinity War, like all the Marvel movies in order. And so, yeah, yeah. I think we're supposed to be watching Civil War this week. So we only have a few more movies to go before we're like all caught up. So Marvel's been on my mind. Wow. Yeah. I, I am. Yeah, it's yes. good. It, Ant-Man is my... My okay, we, we we saw Ant-Man recently, and it's a funny movie on its own, but it's definitely, I think, different from, like, the rest mm-hmm. of the Marvel Universe, and uh, one of the people that we were watching it with, it, it was her first time seeing it, and she's like, why did nobody tell me how good this movie was? Yeah. Like, I don't know, it fulfilled all her expectations of, of, of a good movie for, for Marvel, yeah. so. I really like it. Yeah, yeah. It's, um... It's good. (laughs) Okay, so we need to do kegels. 
And then I have two more quick questions. They're not quick questions. Sure. Okay, so kegels first. Okay. Maybe what we'll do is clench the whole time yep. that I ask you the question. You can clench the whole time I ask you the question. Okay. And then I'll clench the whole time you answer the question. Oh, okay. So keep them short. <laughs> so be kind. <laughs> okay. Ooh. Okay, okay, ready? All right. What do you want sexplanauts to know? So sexplanauts are the people who pledge on patreon.com sexplanations. What do you want them to know? Um, I'll bring it back to Harry Potter. I'm uh, clenching. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I will not go for a very long time about this. You're fine. Uh, <laughs> Mine are strong. <laughs> regardless of your Hogwarts house, um, always strive to be a Hufflepuff because kindness and and. Uh, patience and fair play like you can't really go wrong with those that's beautiful my oh my gosh thanks i should again i'm not a hufflepuff i'm the furthest thing from it but um that's sort of what i always strive to be so i i mean i have i had way more notes (laughs) written for this particular question but um i don't want to take up too much of your time you you can (laughs) i want to hear what you have to say and Uh, i'm still clenching are you okay i'll try to make it quick um Basically, my thought is that with the other houses, if you're, like, too Slytherin or too Ravenclaw or too Gryffindor, there is the potential to be harmful to people with that and not, like, intentionally or anything. But, like, if you're too Slytherin, if you're too um, ambitious, let's say, like, you might hurt people along the way in in trying to get to the place where you want to be with your ambitions. And then with, like, Ravenclaw, if you're too, like— in the weeds with the data and, and the knowledge, you maybe forget about like how it impacts the people, right? Or if you're too Gryffindor and you're you can be far too impulsive and again like potentially hurt people. Um, but with Hufflepuff, if you're too kind, like that you don't hurt anybody. So maybe yourself. I guess. Dang. Man, it, it was perfect in my brain, and then you had to mention that. Uh, no, it's still going to become a poster. Somebody is going to quote it and put it all over Tumblr. It's going to be beautiful. I feel like it's got to be on Tumblr. I am Already. not the first oh, person okay. to have this thought. I'm fairly certain. Um, yeah, no, I'm well, not. Well, it's a beautiful one. I'm glad that you're reinstating it. Mm-hmm. Okay, ready for the next question? This is your clench. Oh, yes. Yep. Okay. Where would you move explanations to? It's not really your reality at this point. Yeah. <laughs> in in my dream scenario. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Probably like a city like Chicago. Um, oh, Maya. Yeah. I don't know. I am not a city girl. Yeah, I know. I that's I mean, this is me being very selfish and, and not that's okay. considering Yeah, no, yeah. that's your answer. Yeah, no. Uh I guess like the the people would maybe presumably say like LA or New York or something something like that but um you know the midwest doesn't get a lot of love for those <laughs> for media type jobs so i'm like let's bring it back to chicago guys like chicago is good like, yeah yeah i just don't i don't want to live nope 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 understandable okay so you gave me homework which is to watch the good place the good place and black panther yes but what about homework for the people listening to the show? A little homework so you don't forget it. Here's Dr. Dose's extra credit. It's called Sextra Credit. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's an assignment that they do during the week while they wait for the next episode. Oh, sort of anything in like, it can be anything? It can be anything. It can um, be Watch the Good Place and Black Panther, but if you want to give them specific sure. sex yeah. explanations podcast homework, you can. Um, 
be kind to yourself. Just know that you're good enough and remind yourselves of that when you don't feel it that way. Any suggestions on how to remind oneself? Um, that's a really great question. And if I did that more to myself, I would probably have like <laughs> ready, uh, <laughs> ready suggestions. Uh, Maybe that's it. Maybe the assignment is that they write down 10 new ways that they can be kind to themselves. I like that a lot. Right. Yeah. Good. Assignment made. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. This is like super fun. Yeah? Yeah. See, no, I'm like scary? very relaxed and maybe it's the couches. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, all the other people out there who produce podcasts, remember Maya, she's awesome. Put her on your shows. Uh, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> ah, no, Internally <laughs> screaming. <laughs> yes, thank you for being on the show. Thank you to Cinema Studios and Callie for doing all the sound engineering. And, you know, we're the two of you. I'm so excited for your friendship. Um, also, Complexly for production and Count Boogie for the jingles and Cora and Paro. I'm still learning. Yeah.